Welcome to Newcastle Libraries Real. Newcastle Libraries can be accessed from wherever you live with the Newcastle Library app. Put borrowing at your fingertips. I invite you to close your eyes and imagine. Imagine that there are no buildings, no roads, no cars, just the trees, plants, animals and the very first storytellers of this land, the Awabakal and Waramai people. I acknowledge them as the traditional custodians of this beautiful land in which we live. Welcome to Books Make the Best Christmas Gifts. We've got the Newcastle Libraries team around the table today, so when you get into the bookshop this Christmas, we'll help you pick a winner. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us here this afternoon to find out what you should be buying or borrowing from the library for Christmas this year. So we're excited to be here, and we have a team of our staff here from Newcastle Libraries and... If you can't give us book recommendations, I don't think anyone can, really. So, um, yes, Pat was sharing a moment ago. We have Pat, and she was sharing a little bit about what she saved this year just by reading books from the library. Yes, I figured I've saved between $1,500 and $3,000 by reading the so far 52 books that I've read this year from the library. Wow, that's absolutely incredible. Isn't it amazing what libraries do for us and what you can get from libraries? That's fantastic. Yeah, and Denny, we've got Denny here as well. Denny, you've broken the record of all time, I think. How many books have you read this year? Um, 172 is my current total. Oh, wow. So have you actually done what Pat's done and sat down and worked out exactly how much you've saved? Oh, sadly, not all of my books have been read from the library. A lot of them have, but not all of them. There are certain ones that... The covers are too pretty, I have to buy them. Oh, of course, absolutely. We understand all about that. And um, Alex, what about yourself? What have you? How many books have you read this year? Or have you got any little stories about how much money you've saved? Uh, I actually have no idea how much money I've saved, but I don't keep tally of that because my partner would then probably make me not buy books. But every book I've read is on Instagram, Carol, so I do review them all on there. Yeah, well, that's fantastic. So we might just skip on to our first recommendation for this year. Pat, what what I might skip to you because we always look to Pat for recommendations, staff and our customers, and they love some of the books you've got to recommend. So what, what's your first one for today? <sighs> Thanks, Carol. This has been really hard. It's been like trying to choose my favourite child. So I've trawled through my list and I've come up with a couple of real favourites that I just absolutely loved when I picked them up and I couldn't put them down. The first one is The Dictionary of Lost Words by Pip Williams, who's an Australian author. It's her first book. It's about the making of the Oxford English Dictionary. That's the basis of the book. It's about a little girl called Esme who goes every day with her father to the scriptorium, the beautifully named room where they're actually um, producing the Oxford Dictionary. Uh, She sits under the table and finds little words that fall down that the men who are putting the dictionary together don't think are suitable for the dictionary. She pockets those words and puts them in a little box. What she discovers as she gets older are that those words are words that are women's words and words that are used by the lower class because, of course, the dictionary is being written by middle-class men. That's the basis of the story, but it's a wonderful story about this young woman's life, about her growing up, about the adventures that she has. Um, We do end up finally with a descendant of hers in Adelaide who discovers the story of this woman's life. It's also about the beauty of words and how important they are to who we are 
and how important it is that how we express ourselves, no matter who we are, needs to be recorded and, and memorised. It's just a gorgeous book and the cover is delightful. So that's Pip Williams, The Dictionary of Lost Words. That sounds fantastic, Pat. I'm looking forward to reading that for myself, hopefully over Christmas. If you're looking for a surefire Christmas gift for adults this year in the non-fiction area, our top three loans from the adult non-fiction collection in the Newcastle Libraries was Becoming at number one by Michelle Obama with 151 checkouts. Second was Lee Sales with Any Ordinary Day with 95 checkouts. And then third, Bruce Pascoe's The Dark Emu with 89 checkouts. So those three are top picks for adults this Christmas. Alex, we might switch over to you now, perhaps... You could tell us a little bit about your favourite pick for this year. Well, actually, Carol, I was thinking um, the first one, I wanted to be naughty and sneak in like two favourites. <laughs> so um, I've got my favourite that I would have bought for Christmas for my mother, but also my favourite that I've now bought for my brother for Christmas. And so um, Patrick Ness is an author that I'd never heard of before. And then um, working down at the new digital library, I saw that he was on the um, the top reads and I found out that he's actually a writer for Doctor Who. So he's a really talented writer and it's quite amazing uh, that I'd never heard of him because he's a twice Carnegie Medal Award winner. But Burn was one of my top reads this year. I thought it was fantastic. It's a really interesting sort of interpretation of dragons, alternate realities. It's got lead character uh, who happens to be queer, but it's also much bigger than just those themes. It's an amazing book. So uh, I've definitely picked up that one. Other one that I was uh, picking up was Ottolenghi's Simple, and uh, I'm pretty sure most people have heard of Yotam Ottolenghi, who is an amazing chef. But I love his books and his cookbooks, but I had actually stopped borrowing them from the library because each recipe has like I don't know 20 million ingredients that you've got to go to 17 shops. Uh, but his new book that came out this year, which I'd highly recommend, and I've bought that, is Simple by Yotam Ottolenghi, and it's really changed the way that I view some basic ingredients. Like, I never would have thought to chuck together watermelon, green apple, and lime to make a salad, which is so simple but actually quite beautiful and is going to be on our Christmas table this year. And the other one that I'd never even heard of was samphire, anchovy and samphire spaghetti. And uh, so that's really changed the way that I think of pasta because I always grew up thinking pasta came with a big, heavy bolognese sauce. Except that you can do it so much easier. So I think this is a great book. I'm giving it to my mum as a hint that you can do pasta differently, but also it's a great book. So thanks, Carol. Thank you, Alex. A cookbook always makes a wonderful Christmas gift, and I think that everyone can use a cookbook. So thank you. Now I'm looking forward to that, Alex. Thank you. Newcastle Libraries knows the books that make the best Christmas gifts. So you can access some of these stories and more via the Newcastle Libraries website or app. What do you have recommending for this year? Okay, so my, I guess, top read for the entire year so far um, is actually from Sarah J Mass. It's The House of Earth and Blood. It's her first um, book in the Crescent City series. And Sarah um, is predominantly a, a young adult author, and I've read 
both her series that she's done beforehand. This is her first go into, I guess, the adult world. And we've got the the story. This is an urban fantasy. We've got a story of, of Bryce, um, who's part fae, part human, um, big party girl, you know, lights up the Crescent City, um, you know, clubs and all that sort of thing. And, and one night while she's um, out partying, her, her best friend and, and other friends are actually murdered by a demon. So it cuts to two years later and, and everything's supposed to – she's no longer that party girl, very different kind of – person um and it looks like the the murders are starting back up again so she gets sort of roped into um trying to solve the murder along with a um a fallen angel hunt and they yeah it's it's a it's an amazing story it is 800 pages long sorry guys but you know if it's a summer read it'll keep you going for a while the only complaint i other people have had about this book is that the, the beginning part of it it is full on with a lot of information but it's well worth the read just the twists and turns that the character development um you know this book had me laughing out loud it had me crying you know so many parts of it shocked me it was just it was brilliant and i will to five out of five stars and i don't don't give that lightly wow for someone that reads as much as you i think that's a fantastic recommendation even if you don't necessarily read fantasy but you love Mm. fantasy the House of Our House of Earth and Blood by Sarah J. Mass. Thank you. That sounds really interesting. So we might just switch back over to Pat to see what her second recommendation is for Christmas. This is a gorgeous book by Chris Cleave, who you might remember wrote Little B. Um, it's called Everyone Brave is Forgiven. It's a beautiful book set in um, World War II London which probably wasn't the most beautiful of places, but it's just gorgeous. So we've got Mary, a young socialite who wants to upset her family, so she signs up for war work and is given a job teaching in a school at the East End. The only children left in London are the cripple, how the children refer to in the book, and uh, the Negro children are left there. So she has this class of little misfit children in a bombed-out school, and she forms a relationship with Tom, who's a young man who is the district school superintendent and his best friend Alistair who is an art historian this beautiful gentle man but he goes off to war and it's the story of the three of those going through these difficult times and through the war and um, it's just a beautiful unforgettable novel the characters are just so well drawn um, the insight into the culture of the time why those children were left behind in London is just a really interesting question and what happens to Alistair in the war and how it brutalize, war brutalises people and what happens to the three of those, their story. And it's also, at the end of it, it's this story of this incredible courage that you, these young people had. Oh, I just loved it. <laughs> Alex is shaking. <laughs> no, it's, it's a really beautiful book. And every time I go to tell someone about it, I couldn't remember. It's every, oh, it's everyone does something. I can never mm. remember the name. So remember the name, Everyone Brave is Forgiven. It is a beautiful book. You'll read it. You'll love it. You'll be laying on the beach. You will not be able to put it down. You won't even want to go into the water it's so gorgeous that sounds fantastic pat everyone brave is forgiven is a title we shouldn't be forgetting and we're looking forward (laughs) to coming back and telling you what we thought of it and whether we actually got to have a swim or just sat in the beach and (laughs) read the book i'm sure we'll be looking forward to reading that one yeah if you're looking for a surefire christmas gift for adults this year in the non-fiction area our top three loans from the adult non-fiction collection in the Newcastle Libraries was Becoming at number one by Michelle Obama with 151 checkouts. Second was Lee Sales with Any Ordinary Day with 95 checkouts. And then third, Bruce Pascoe's The Dark Emu with 89 checkouts. So 
those three are top picks for adults this Christmas. So um, we, we not only are we recommending fiction books for people to read, but like um, with Alex, he was sharing, a, you know, non-fiction that you read as well. So there's been lots of um, non-fiction come out this year that we've all enjoyed as well. Yes. So don't just be restricted to one type or one particular genre. You can see it's good to be experimental and try different types of books. So, Alex, do you have another book that you would like to just tell us a little bit about? Sure. Thanks, Carol. Of course, I've always got a million books that I could talk about. Uh, but the other uh, nonfiction that I was actually highly recommending was The Whole Fish by Josh Nyland. And I don't know if all of our sort of library members out there know Josh Nyland. He's been in Sydney for a while with an amazing restaurant called St. Peter. And he's made a decent name for himself. But Josh is actually from The Hunter. Uh, And so his book and his philosophy is around fish, minimising waste and maximising flavour. And I've really enjoyed uh, reading through this book to get sort of the the whole story as well as also picking up the recipes. So I definitely would recommend the Native Australian Fish Curry, which is just beautiful. And we have a local company that all produce and collect uh, native bush foods. And so I've found it really easy to get hold of all the ingredients for that. Uh, But the most curious thing that I got out of this one was the fish sausage roll. And Josh actually (laughs) says the public school he attended in East Maitland had a memorable sausage roll. And one that I can remember had just the right amount of seasoning, fat and crispiness from the pastry. So I'm not 100% sure of all of the ingredients of that sausage roll, uh, but he's replicated that inspiration from the East Maitland Public School uh, to produce his own fish sausage roll, which... I've tried. I haven't mastered it yet, but I am going to attempt to master it by the time we get to Christmas. Uh, But yeah, The Whole Fish, which is a cookbook by Josh Nyland, uh, it's a great book. Thank you so much, Alex. And Josh Nyland has a connection to Newcastle and around Newcastle, but The Whole Fish. So look out for that book if you're looking for a cookbook, like we said. Danny, your next book. Um, So to go, I guess, a little bit sideways, the the next one I've got is actually technically what's classed as a horror story. It's called um, Ninth House by Lee Bardugo. And um, keeping with the theme of young adult authors that go into adult books, same sort of situation here. This is Lee's first um, adult um, story and it kind of tells um, the story of Alex Stern who ends up at um, at Yale in their freshman class and they've got all of these secret societies, all these houses that um, they all guess, partake in the dark arts um, They and she's there as their, the Dante or the, the person that kind of is supposed to keep them in line and make sure that they're not stepping out and doing anything they shouldn't be doing but also to provide a level of protection um, from the greys or ghosts uh, and she can actually see them so Alex herself um, high school dropout um, a drug addict that sort of thing and, and ends up because she can see these greys um, without having to take a, a particular medication um, she gets roped in to be the Dante but things go go horribly wrong and someone's murdered on campus um, and it seems like the university staff and, and the police are just kind of covering up and saying yeah no it's it's, it's all good it's all good but she's like no there's there's something else deeper here and the story kind of takes her through that really really compelling um story really yeah wow (laughs) again highly recommend um i've read lee's um young adult books as well and um she has a a really good way of storytelling that sort of grips you from the beginning and and takes you right through to the end so and you know stephen king said it's impossible to put down so he's the king of horror so you know 
Great probably onto something then, yeah. Great recommendation. <laughs> and it's always good to have a look at young adults' books as mm. well, don't you think? I mm. always yeah. love picking up a young adult book and think, oh, wow, I actually really enjoy it. So, yeah. Carol, can I butt in with one more book? Because there was one more highly regarded book that I read this year, which literally was like, I don't know, what is it, more than a thousand pages. Um, but a New York Times bestseller, Samantha Shannon, has written The Priory of the Orange Tree. And if you know someone in your life who actually loved Game of Thrones, this is the book I would recommend for them. It is an epic fantasy. It is amazing. And it is one of the uh, the best fantasy books I've read in recent years that has really strong women lead characters. And it's just a great read. So uh, highly recommended. That's The or- Priory of the Orange Tree by Samantha Shannon. Pat, you, you also um, have another sort of thing to sneak in as well. Yes, I do want to sneak something in. It's something really exciting that we developed in the library. It was a, a silver lining to COVID. While we were in lockdown, we were able to set up our online library lounge. You can access it from the website or through the app. In the library lounge, you will find everything you need to help you with choosing what you want to read. There are staff reviews, uh, which are updated monthly, um, there is book reading lists on a number of topics and if you want a list on a topic, send, let us know and we'll find you stuff to read. And you can also get your own personal librarian. There's a form there to fill out with your reading tastes and we will have one of our very clever staff curate reading just for you. So please check out the Library Lounge. Okay, yes, thank you, Pat. The Library Lounge is fantastic. It can be found on Newcastle Library's website. So just go to www.newcastle.nsw.gov. .au and look for libraries and you'll find the library lounge on the top menu bar and it's got some fantastic recommendations. Books make the best Christmas gifts. What books are on your list for Santa? Reach out and let us know at libraries at ncc.newsouthwales.gov.au or look up Newcastle Libraries on Facebook. We'd love to know what's in your Kris Kringle this year. So, Carol, after all of those questions to ask, have you had any books that you'd recommend this year? 2020's been a fantastic year for reading and books. So, yes, I've had lots of books being able to read and get the time to read them. And um, one of the ones I'd really recommend, I've just started reading, it's called Stories of Hope, and it's by Heather Morris. And Heather Morris, the author of The Tattooist of Our Switch, and, yeah, so she tells her story and it's very uplifting. It's current because it talks also about COVID and things. But, yeah, it's a really positive story about, um, you know, people in the most adverse circumstances and how they can look forward to life with hope and, you know, through adversity. So that's a really good read. I totally recommend that. Another one, I've looked at this book in the bookshops lots before. It's called Where the Crawdads Sing. It's been out for a while. It's not new, but I managed to read that this year and that was fantastic. I absolutely love it and I would definitely recommend it. So it's fiction, but um, it's an American novel, but very popular and well worth reading. It's a bit about belonging. It's about being a bit different. Yeah, so if you're looking for a recommendation for people that perhaps don't read as much, Where the Crawdads Sing by Delilah Owens. And my final recommendation, um, a handbook for regeneration based on the 2040 documentary is an amazing book, beautiful book about how we can live more sustainably. And it's got, I'm not sure if you've actually read it at all, um, anyone else here, but it's on a whole lot of different things and about 
consumption and how we can do our play our part for the environment and all the sort of basic practical things we can do in our daily lives and I think if you're looking to contribute to the environment and help that's a fantastic read it is a great handbook Carol it's a great Mm. one that would would have been on my list too would it yeah yes thank you books make the best Christmas gifts and can inspire people to incredible things You'll be inspired by our exciting array of e-learning and other programs. Visit the Newcastle Library's website or app to discover more. Final book for today is, um, do you have another one I've that you want to just... There are two authors that I have discovered this year. One is Jo Spain, who is the author of the Tom Reynolds, Inspector Tom Reynolds series. She's just about to bring out number six in the series. I picked up at number three. I'll go back and read one and two. The one I've just read this year is called After the Fire, and that was fantastic. Tom Reynolds is a Scottish detective, you know, hard, not quite hard-boiled. Yeah. Um, and I good, think really s- good mystery. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I think you said you recommended that to other people and they've found it the same. I they have. I have. I have people coming in after the next Joe Spain. She's fantastic. Mm. She's If you like a, a good crime like uh, Stig Glass and Gillian Flynn, Alan Parks, Dervil McTiernan, that sort of vein of a really good mystery, not too gory, but, you know, and like a nice murder at the start and then it gets resolved by the end. <laughs> and the other author who I've just adored, who I found this year, is Jodie Taylor. I read a book called uh, Doing Time earlier in the year. It's the first of a new series called The Time Police and it is about time travel and it is fantastic. So the time police had to be formed because time travel had become normalised and, of course, people were going back in time and stuffing things up, ruining these time-space continuum and... Uh, winning the lottery and things like that. So they invented the time police who basically had all were all powerful and went back and smashed up everyone's time machines. So into this um, group of uh, really tough fascist type police come three bumbling recruits and it's their story and their travels through time. We go back to the 1980s, we go back to ancient Rome, we go back to ancient Egypt. Of course they can't change time so there's all that little balance of what they can do and can't do. And whilst they're doing this, there's another group who, who are able to travel in time and they're the uh, historians who are from St Mary's, which is another series that Jodie Taylor has written, the St Mary's Chronicles, which is young adult. I think there's about eight or nine in that series. So these historians and the time police have many adventures in time and space. It's fantastic. It is so readable. I recommend it to a friend's 13-year-old daughter. She loved it. I loved it. You know, so it's really, really good. So Jodie Taylor. And, of course, you can borrow these books from any branch of Newcastle Library. You can use our online library resources to download the book or of course you can listen to an audio book if you don't want to read lots of people love books but get confused when it comes to making a decision about books so we really hope you've enjoyed this podcast today and that it helps you make a decision about the books you'd like to read this summer thanks for listening to books make the best christmas gifts put us on santa's nice list by rating and reviewing this podcast and share it with friends.